So there are escape rooms that come into the school. They're content-based wow. and grade-level adjusted, where kids get to see the real-life application in this very cool, immersive environment, but they're also practicing what they're learning. So every escape room that we're going to create is infusing elements of science and math, definitely for the content. And we expose them, just expose them to different STEM careers. And they get a connection with what that might be. And they leave there being interested in it and take the opportunity to go look up on it. What is up, Action Taker? Welcome back to After Hours Entrepreneur, your guide to the first six-figure year of your business. I'm your host, Mark Savant, and today we're coming to you live from South Florida, the Levon Center at NSU Nova Southeastern University here in Davie, Southeast Florida. This recording took place during the Space Day event here, which is a merging of private and public all coming together to innovate around the science and business of space. And one of the things that I think is really important as entrepreneurs is that we're always looking to the skies, both figuratively and literally. Because innovation, my friends, is where all the gains are going to come from. So in this episode, in this series of episodes, you're going to be hearing from students, entrepreneurs, business folks, people in government, and we're going to be sharing all the ways that you can leverage the industry of space to grow your business and grow your income. With all that said, let's get into this fresh episode here of the After Hours Entrepreneur, which is provided to you by podcast production agency, Mark Savant Media. You can go to www.marksavantmedia.com to launch your profitable podcast today. All right, let's get into the episode. Carissa, what's up? I'm just excited to be here. Can I say where I'm at today? Yeah, where are we at? So we are at the Levan Center for the first South Florida Space Day. We got lots of entrepreneurs, lots of people interested in space and Maybe even some people that like aliens. I've met a few of those that are like really excited about astrobiology, but overall it's a very exciting day. Super cool, super cool. Seeing a place where private, public, everyone comes together to innovate, to build, to create, all here in South Florida. I'll tell you what, when I was listening to John and you know the, uh, the founder of the school at, mm-hmm. here at NSU and then the Broward County Mayor, I was starting to get chills. I'm like, this is the start of something big. This is the start of something important. It is, and it's big here. There's lots of opportunities, and just like what you said with the industries, I think this is is the exciting part about not only today, but what they're trying to do here is that um, this probably isn't the right word, but they don't discriminate with industries, right? They want everybody to come here and collaborate because you can learn from everyone. And so you have these massive industries here. Uh, You know, Artemis is being showcased biofarms is here and everybody's able to communicate to each other about what they do and even inspire each other yeah yeah to me it's been a real showcase in the power of networking of coming together if you're not getting out there and putting your feet on the pavement and meeting new people you're missing out you're missing out so get out there and make it happen uh speaking of which chris you're making it happen I am definitely trying to get out there. So, yes. So, you, I just kind of want to kind of like share your story a little bit. I love stories. Storytelling is amazing. You were an educator. For almost 18 years. 
And then all of a sudden you decided, eh, I'm going to get out of education. I'm going to start my own business. Tell me about that. Um, well, it didn't happen that quickly. Um, I mean, it certainly did feel like it just was a snap of a fingers. But I think COVID uh, allowed educators to really think of what they're doing right and what they're doing wrong. And um, some of the needs that came about was where I had started to think about, I think I can fix this. I can do something about it. And it started with a company that now is part of the program of a larger company I have now. But it started with the idea of STEM blossoms and reaching girls um, and building confidence in their abilities to be part of STEM careers, right? So it was about bridging that gap. And in addition to that, as that idea continued to bloom, I was like, I can do this in a really unique way. And I want to reach all of the kids to do it. So STEM Blossoms became a program, but we built Without Walls EDU. And now um, we are trying to bring resources to parents and schools to introduce kids to STEM and as many STEM careers as possible before they hit high school. So our, our target is elementary and middle school, and we just want them to explore and know about STEM careers and start to break down what I refer to as experience diversity. So, Krista, there's a few ways that we could take this conversation, but I want to talk about the formulation of your business, Without Walls, edu.org. You were part of the incubator program here at the Levan Center at NSU. How did you get involved with the incubator program? So, I was still teaching. <clears throat> so, up until this last year, I was still teaching middle school. Shout out to my students. I love them. Um, we had an opportunity. The school that I taught at was in Hollywood, and Hollywood Chamber of Commerce was putting on their Spark competition, which was showcasing uh, entrepreneurs to do a pitch. And we just started our business in January of 2022, so we are not even a year old right now. And we were like, let's go for it. Let's jump on this opportunity. And the kickoff was at the Levan Center. And I heard John speak about the program, and I was like, we need this. And I talked to him, and we started the application process, and we were accepted. And we had an amazing, amazing experience meeting other entrepreneurs uh, that were right in our, um, like, in the same path that we were at, you know, as, as the startup. And then we became members here at the Levan Center and we've met so many different entrepreneurs to hear their stories, where they're at. They're giving advice. They're sharing. Um, and it's just been really inspirational. And I don't think that our success can be accredited to anything but being part of the Incubate program right from the very beginning. So I um, feel very blessed to have gotten into it and have uh, developed these relationships at the center. So... Surrounding yourself with the right people is everything. Yeah, it is. Right? And then that led to the separation of school, right? So I knew that I am still impacting. I'm always going to be an educator. But the decision was, I don't think I can do both. Like, there's no way for me to give it all to the startup of this business and to give everything to my students how I had been. So I had to make a decision. Um, and it was definitely difficult. There was many tears on both sides of it. But the truth is, is that I'm going to impact way more lives by the business that I'm yeah. doing. Yeah. And that's the goal. Yeah. Well, I mean, 
you know, science, technology, education, math, like this is engineering. (laughs) (laughs) So STEM is science, technology, engineering, and math. Right, which is basically the foundation of all the innovation that's happening. Yes. Right, without that, I mean, listen, I know we love dancing on TikTok. That's important too. But, you know, building a future is is, is relevant as well, right. right? Now, I know, again, your company, your business is young. It's new. It's fresh. What is your path to monetization? How are you going to create a, a profitable business out of this? What's the goal? Well, I think any business has to have a product that is in need, right? Right. Um, so making sure that we're giving parents and schools what they need. And the goal is, is to really partner with schools to be able to, to share this out to families. So the schools are really our gateway to get to our, and I don't like to call them customers, uh, even though as an entrepreneur, that's what it's about, but I like to say our community, right? So we're trying to build a community and the path for us, I foresee is being um, partners with schools, right? So that's our first goal. You know, we, one thing I didn't mention to you that we're doing that is exciting to a lot of people. It's not just about these hands-on career exploration kits, but we've also created STEM escape rooms. So they are escape rooms that come into the school. They're content-based wow. and grade-level adjusted where kids get to see the real-life application in this very cool, immersive environment, but they're also practicing what they're learning. Right, So they're reinforcing what they're learning. So every escape room that we're going to create is infusing elements of science and math, definitely for the content. And we expose them, just expose them to different STEM careers. So it's just about that introduction where a kid can hear um, something with like a biophysicist and they get a connection with what that might be. And they leave there being interested in it and take the opportunity to go look up on it more. That exposure is is what we want to happen, right? If they never know that it's there, how can they dream about it or plan for it? Yeah. And that's that's the idea really with without walls is breaking down those barriers and and eliminating what I had said before with experience diversity. So I think you touched on something that I think is critical for every business, especially if you're teaching something is to make it fun. Right. When I think back to school and doing math, like it wasn't fun. It wasn't fun. It was, here's your times tables, sit down and do them for 30 minutes. Right. And I'm all, well, yeah. (laughs) And I'm, I'm pretty good at math, but yeah, I mean, it's pretty bland. It's like, learn this, take the test. You passed, you got an A, you know, Um, but I'm always looking for ways to make it fun. And, you know, I have a six-year-old daughter and I'm trying to find more ways to make it fun. And one of the ways we make it fun is we play Pokemon cards together, right? You know, if I deal 20 damage plus 70 damage, what does that mean? Minus 50, um, reading comprehension. These are a lot of ways to make it fun. I love the escape room idea. Right. That's so cool. Now, as on a business side, that's a little bit harder to monetize on, right? Like if you uh, look at the escape room industry out there, and we're doing it a little bit different, Right. Um, it's a difficult industry to really take off on. So some people question, well, why am I doing that? This is where the educator part comes in me. Because it's needed. Kids, I will find a way to make this work 
in a more profitable sense from a business business aspect as I grow and I learn knowledge as I'm developing as an entrepreneur. Um, well, because the main the main point of profit is the, are the kits, the educational kits, right? Yeah, and those are definitely scalable, right? There's definitely room to grow. Uh, one of the things that I truly believe in to reshape education for what it is is bringing industry closer to education. Yeah. So um, I don't remember um, the name of a person that I was hearing speak one time, but they had talked about that by the time that curriculum comes out, 15 years have gone by. <laughs> so by, by the time that the kids get it, they're already 15 years yeah. behind. So how do you teach them in the now and really prepare them for what they need to? Because can you imagine being in school, you're learning material that is really 15 years behind the ball because it's constantly evolving. They get into college, they're getting closer to industry, they might have opportunities to internship and they're still behind. And then the industry themselves has to take all this time to train them. Yeah. Like it just, it's not working. And so I want to find a way to start to bring the industry and education closer together and form these partnerships where you're learning from people that are actually currently in the field and you're dealing with the problems that they have today in the world. And that's doable. When, when I was teaching in middle school, I taught STEM. Um, I taught math and science core subjects for a while, and then I switched into the elective of STEM, and I was able to partner with some great companies where they were able to come in and talk to the kids and talk about current problems and have them develop solutions, and those were the most impactful days, and it stuck with me, and that's where that, that's resonating with me to make a difference in education in that way. Yeah. So... You know, STEM came out in the 80s. It was like an initiative by the government in the 80s, and here we are 40 years later, and many people don't know what STEM is. Yeah, and it's trying to make it, again, exciting and interesting, making it feel right. like it's something that you want to be a part of. And it, to your point, the delay is a huge problem. Yeah. You know, I talked to, I was talking to my, my gym trainer the other day. He's like, yeah, I want to get into web development. I'm like, you know, like the blockchain is coming. Are you interested in the blockchain? He's like, no, I don't, I don't. I'm like, the blockchain is going to change everything. You know, so that's something I, you know, and I'm not saying that he's on the wrong, the wrong path at all. No, but you're going to find that a whole bunch of businesses are going to have to relearn, redo everything if they don't jump on board soon. Right. And guess what they're going to do to try to get on board? They're going to go find people that can help them make that adjustment to the new thing. Right. And guess what? Here I am. I just learned it. That's why I think being at days like Space Day, why learning about the STEM stuff is so important. It gets me so fired up. Mm -hmm. Because if you're a new entrepreneur, if you're a youngster, you're a side hustler, you're trying to figure out which lane to, that's the biggest problem. Yeah. It's trying to get clear on what to do. Right. And also what you don't like. So sometimes knowing what yeah. you don't like is almost just as valuable as, yes, <laughs> yes. as what you do like. Because if you can eliminate all the garbage and be like, I really enjoy doing these things, or I know that I want to do this then you can start to make a plan, yeah. right? Or, or create something new. I mean, you know, blockchain, blockchain didn't just come out of, you know, thin air. It was, you know, it was dreamt about and, and filled a need, yeah. you know, for, well, I'm, I'm speaking as a novice on blockchain, but for privacy, right? For privacy and taking, uh, putting ownership into everybody else's, yeah. like into the individual hands. I think I 
Is that basically, am the, I doing that right? There, there is. There's a lot of advantages to it. But basically, right. when something's on the blockchain, it's there forever. It can't be erased. It's not like a hacker can go in and say, oh, nope, that home title transaction didn't happen. So scrap that whole thing about it, <laughs> what I just said. <laughs> with it. But I believe, uh, like when I'm, because I was trying to, I, as I'm still learning, and this is definitely rough here, but as I was learning about Web3, because I think it's important to fuse it with education, so we know that this is coming, and blockchain is, is going to be prevalent, so how are we preparing the kids now yeah. for it? Yeah. So, uh, in my research, I was doing some things, and I put out a couple of blogs about it, just using NFTs in the classroom, different ways that you can do it, just to get, again, that out there, so that they're aware of the terms and they understand it, and then they're going to grow from that. So, um, you know, but I have to grow as well, right? Like I got to always, yeah, like I have to figure this stuff out too. So I can't, you can't just sit in your office in a silo and think that, you know, that's it. You know, it's constantly changing and especially for education, my, my career is never going to, I'm never going to be able to sit down. Like I always got to keep going and going because I want to make sure that I'm giving, um, I'm going to use a big word of society, even though, but I'm, I'm trying to give my community of parents and educators resources that they can really use that make a difference. Well, and to me, so. that tells me you're on the right path when you're excited to learn, excited to move. You have a mission, right? I don't think Dude. it's enough to be a mission of, oh, I want to make a million dollars, right? The mi- there has to be something, I think, more behind the mission, um, not just to, to drive us internally, but to attract, attract more people. Right. You know, I think that's important. Uh, Carissa, before we get into the rapid fire... Get ready. Buckle up. Buckle up, Buttercup. It's going to get intense in here. Uh, Carissa, where's the best place we can find you? Well, the website's withoutwallsedu.org. A little play on words there to confuse everybody out there. (laughs) Not the best move, but um, that's where you can find us. Uh, We are just developing, so... You know, be with us, watch us on our journey, see how we develop. You know, we're always looking for advice and partnerships. Um, We definitely, you know, I don't think anybody has it all. So, uh, you know, bring on the suggestions. We're constantly evolving. Uh, I think we're on like the 20th iteration of our website and we'll continue to go. But (laughs) that's the best place. You know, any uh, social media handles are without walls, edu. So follow us. That's the best way to get the word out for us. Yeah. I, I, as a fellow business owner, the website iterations never end, people. Oh they never end. It's, it's like, yeah. It's just, we're always taking steps forward, but the website will never be finished. And they then I'll go end. back and I'll read it. And I'm like, did I really misspell that word? Right, it's like tweak, oh. tweak. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I'm, like every day I'm like publishing it over and over again, it feels like. Yeah. But. I put for myself, I say about every 60 to 90 days, I go in and I make updates and adjustments. Because <laughs> otherwise, like you said, to be every day, it's just like, oh, this, you know, anyway. I, I, That's I'm probably better it. time management. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, I try. Um, cool. Rapid fire. You ready? Okay. Let's go. Let's go. It's going to be intense. Let's do it. Carissa, what's the scariest movie you've ever seen? Well, the fact that I don't like any scary movies, unless I have the lights on and the music off, the list is long. <laughs> um, I would say that the later saws probably terrify me still to this day. The first saw I was like okay with anything after that, but to be honest, 
even going back to the old like Freddy Krueger nightmare on Elm Street, those things are terrifying. I'm not a good scary movie person at all. Yeah, my wife is not either. She loves them, but only when I'm there. I don't know. It's kind of a it's, weird dynamic. I, I guess I'm there to protect. I'm there you know, to protect her. During the day is a must. The music being off, my husband does not go for that. You know, like, but I have to have the lights on. I the blinds have to be up to let sunshine <laughs> in my life when I watch something that's terrifying. But uh, yeah, so I can't answer the scariest movie. Well, if uh, I have a question that you might be able to answer here. If you could be any animal, what would you be? Mm, I do like giraffes. I just don't know why I would want to be that. Maybe to reach the tallest trees. It's my daughter's favorite animal. Yeah. I mean, I, I, she, she loves I love them. the way that they get water. They're all awkward, and I'm <laughs> kind of, like, awkward in that way. So, like, they're not afraid to just be out there. Yeah. They, they're very unique animals. Yeah. They fight like a badass, like, just whipping their <laughs> neck around <laughs> you know it's it's pretty cool yeah i like me i like drafts they're awesome if you could sit next to anyone on a plane who would you sit next to mark rover he's probably the coolest funniest guy that i've never known really? so he's just i love what he does i love how he makes it fun and just is just a cool guy yeah where will you be in 10 years? I hope I uh, will be well-traveled, <laughs> as a side note. But I foresee, without walls, uh, monopolizing the Tri-County area down here in South Florida, uh, having multiple escape rooms uh, to push out, and uh, creating more stuff. Love it. Yeah. Love it. If you had 10 seconds with yourself 10 years ago, what would you say? Maybe start my business then. <laughs> start <laughs> no. now. <laughs> like I should have started then. Um, to, but honestly, uh, to, to backtrack 10 seconds with myself, I just, um, to go for it. I think I played it safe for so long. Um, sometimes you need to go for it. And it's okay to fail. I've taught it in education, but as adults, we don't like to do that. It's really okay to fail. And then it's what you do after that, right? So pick yourself back up and do it again. Love it. So. Thanks for joining the show today. Thanks for having me. Boom. I hope you enjoyed this episode of After Hours Entrepreneur. Thank you for subscribing. And we will catch you here next time on the show. Listen, we've given you the tools. Now it's your turn. Go take the action. See you soon. Peace.